Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome to my podcast. Tonight's episode, as promised on my promo, will be From Mask to Mark. From Mask to Mark will be out of Revelations chapter 13, 16 through 18. Revelations thir- chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almost kind, dear gracious Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you, Father, dear God, for all that you do. I love you so much. I thank you for that dying on that cross for my sins. I thank you, Father, dear God, for saving my soul, Father, dear Lord. And it's my prayer that you would have your spirit rest upon me right now and speak to the people. Use me in a mighty way, Father, dear Lord. I pray for that lost person that may be out there, Father, dear God, that each and every time I speak, may I talk about the cross of Jesus Christ and where he died and shed his blood so we can have salvation. I pray for that lost soul that maybe something I say, dear God, would touch them, Father, dear Lord, and get them to their knees, Father, dear Lord, and that they would call out to you, Father, dear God. I pray for that one that that's, uh, needs re- restoration tonight, Father, dear God, that you'd restore them, Father, dear God. Uh, put them back where they need to be, dear God. As Colossians 1 says, Father, dear God, I pray that we'd all be filled with the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding of your will and walk in obedience and bear fruit, Father, dear God. And that's my prayer for it's all, Father, dear Lord. And dear God, for the ones out there on the front line doing battle every day, Father, dear God, I pray that something I say would encourage them, Father, dear God, to keep going forward, to keep pressing on, Father, dear God, in these perilous times, Father, dear God, as we shall see tonight, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, thanking you, Jesus, for that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Amen, amen, and amen. From Mass to Mark, Revelations chapter 13, verses 16 through 18 says, And he causeth all, that's every one of us, all, both small and great, doesn't matter, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Let's read that again. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Six hundred, three score, and six. The mark of the beast is six, six, six. And we see from this text that it does not matter who you are. If you do not take the mark, you can't buy or sell. Think about that. Let that soak in. You won't be able to go anywhere. You probably won't even be able to get anywhere. Without the mark, your life will change dramatically. You will be considered a fugitive, an outcast, and be on the run with simply no hope for survival. The mark is identifiable proof of ownership of the beast. Just as where the children of God are sealed in their foreheads, Revelation 7, 3 saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed their servants of our God in their foreheads. 
the children of God will have our seal. And one day the children of Satan will have their seal. Revelations 14.1 says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. 666 will be written on the hand or the forehead. You can't buy or sell. You can't do anything. Now, how can this happen, you say? How can people who are free be put under this type of control? Now, I will admit, I do not have all the answers. However, I do know the process is being tested at this very moment. Before COVID-19, would you have ever thought that the whole world would be shut down? That you would not be able to go into a store without maybe having a mask on? And you know now they're, they're, it's almost like where cattle were being uh, put in one side and counted. And you have to exit another side and be counted again. Sounds like it's setting you up for one day. Well, you won't even be able to get in the store unless you have the mark. From mask to mark. Hmm. Satan has been trying to destroy man ever since the garden. When Adam and Eve had a perfect life and a perfect relationship with God. Genesis 2.15-17 says, And the Lord God took the man and put him to the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Hmm. You see, Adam and Eve could have lived in the garden forever. And it's not like they took a bite of the fruit and died instantly. No, they were cast out of the garden. And then they began to age. They had to till the ground. They had to do things on their own. See, they had it made. They had a perfect paradise before sin came on the scene. In chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. <laughs> Deceit from Satan. Next, we will see the fall of man, the very reason for this fallen world that we live in. Sickness, disease, pain, suffering, loss, famine, and death all came on the scene when sin entered the garden. 
Genesis 3, 6 and 7 says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was ple pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she fell for it. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And as immediately their eyes were open, both and, and the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Sin and now change the world forever. Excuse me just a second, gonna get a drink. Thank you. Sin had now changed the world forever. They were cast out of the perfect garden. Now to only plant their own garden by the sweat of tilling the ground, the sweat of their brow and tilling the ground. And, and the woman would have great pain in childbirth. And the serpent would now crawl on his belly. The perfect world they lived in would now be cursed. Let me tell you, Satan has not stopped trying to destroy man from this point until now. God, however, has never been caught off guard. He is still in control and he does not have a plan B. He has made a way for us to be reconciled to him through the cross of Calvary, the death of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. The blood that was shed for mankind, the perfect spotless Lamb of God, who was sacrificed for all. Say that with me. All. Jesus did not die on the cross for the Jews. Jesus did not die on the cross for uh, men. Jesus died on the cross for the Jew, the Gentile, every man, woman, boy, and girl that's ever been born. Jesus shed his blood for mankind, the perfect spotless Lamb of God, who was sacrificed for all. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of the anointed Messiah is why we call on him today, because he's not in the grave. He's still not on the cross. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He is at the right hand of the Father. He's at the right hand of power, making intercessory prayer for us. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords the Lord of hosts, the all-knowing, the door, the way, the truth, and the life. I like to call him my everything. Jesus has made a way for sinful man to be reconciled to God by the cross of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. God has made a way for us to be saved. I have to, and all I and, and all we have to do is believe. 
believe in what he did on the cross. Get on your knees and accept and call out to him and know that he is the way, the truth, the life, and that he has shed his blood to cover your sins. He is God has made a way for us, and we just need to believe in what he done at that cross. Believe and ask him into our heart. Believe with faith. So what does the Bible say about what's going to happen in the last days? I do believe now that we are living in the last days. While watching a program of, in black and white last night of, of Dr. Billy Graham speaking somewhere around the 1950s, I would assume. And he spoke on the topic, on this, the very topic that I'm speaking on tonight. And I've never seen this episode before. And he brought out a lot of the same things I talk about. And he was talking about then how we're living in the last days. And, and really, when you don't want to know the truth, ever since Jesus ascended in Acts, uh, in the book of Acts, when he ascended on high and he's gone and took off and uh, the disciples were there gazing, looking up in the sky. Ever since that point, we've been living in the last days. Now, I know that's 2,000 plus years ago. But we'll look at some things tonight and see as Billy Graham, as Dr. Billy Graham saw then. And, we'll, and that was, like I said, it was somewhere in the 1950s, I'm assuming. I didn't see the date on it. But it was in black and white. And I do know that, what are we? 50 years later? Seventy years later, looking at the same thing and and knowing that we are so much closer, and look how things have transpired. Daniel twelve one and two, and at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. There's a day coming when Jesus will split that eastern sky and He'll come and He'll call us out, those that are His children, those that have believed in Him by faith. And there's a day coming when it'll be too late for those to call on His name. 2 Timothy 3, 1-9 through says, This know also, now listen to these, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. See if you recognize any of this. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, 
unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, hmm. traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, lead away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now is Janus and Jambres, which stood with Moses. Now those are written in the Jewish history. They're the two magicians in Egypt that came, that came against uh, Moses. That stood with Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Did any of that sound familiar? Unthankful? Disobedient to parents, false accusers, traitors, despisers of those that are good. <laughs> if we don't see, if you don't see that, you're blind. Men are calling good evil today and evil good. Hmm. One only has to look around to see all of this playing out right before our very eyes. Just watch the news. Look at the lost people you know. Look at how children disrespect their parents now. Look how everyone is all, it's, it seems that everyone is all about themselves. Do we not see this today? Deceit, lying is at all time high. You can't believe anything anymore. You see, you hear, you read. And as I've said many times, the only truth that I know is God's Word and simply is the Bible. May I take a, a quick break right here and we'll be right back. Thank you. Hello and welcome back. We left off with me making the statement that the only truth that I know today is the Bible, God's Word. The Bible tells us of things to come. 1 Corinthians 4, 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. The Bible speaks of the Antichrist who will come. 1 John 2.18, Little children, it is in the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. The Antichrist is against the true Christ. 
and he will deceive many people. Just like today, many people put God in a fairy tale setting and do not believe he exists and scoff at his return, mocking his very existence, disrespecting him. Many people, as I've said before in that other scripture, they have a form of godliness, but denying the truth therein. Many people say that they believe in God. Oh, I believe in the man upstairs with little, no reverence whatsoever. If you believe in God, he's not a man upstairs. He's the Lord God, Jehovah, the Messiah, the anointed one. And you will reverence his name. They're scoffing, telling us, hey, he, he's not coming back. He's been, he went, how come he hasn't returned yet? Second Peter 3, 3 and 4 says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, scoffers, walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Every day the sun rises and the sun sets. The seasons come and the seasons go. Nothing much has changed except man's advancement. We've had advancement in education and socialism, industrialism and technology. Many things. However, make no mistake and do not scoff. <laughs> Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back to rule and to reign forevermore. Jesus doesn't want anyone to perish without him. That is why he spoke of hell more than anyone else. He does not want anyone to go there. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. God doesn't send anyone there. God offers salvation. He, we're not robots. He does not program us to worship Him. It's a free will. It's a free choice that we choose to worship Him and call out on Him. And why would anybody reject His love? Luke 16, 24. shows cries of torment in the flame. Matthew 13, 42, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25, 41, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Just a few verses where Jesus spoke of hell. Now let's look at what Jesus states about the last days. What does he have to say? Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14. When asked by his disciples about the end of the world, all of this is written in red that I'm fixing to read here. And it says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Here we start with the red. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. We know right now that there's been wars 
going on for a long time. And we know that it really took off when we had World War I and World War II. And times have just getting worse since then. But nation, going on with the scripture, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Take a pause here just for a second and look at that. We know right now that earthquakes and pestilence, famines, all of these fires, tornadoes, tsunamis, everything is increasing more and more. And in the last 20 years, it seems like things have just really skyrocketed and took off. And, and we know that, that, uh, that it's just being more and more and more and more. We're, we're having more disasters each and every year. And he says in these earthquake in diverse places, we've heard of earthquakes in places recently in the last 10 years that they've never places that have never had earthquakes. Jesus says he said here, all these are the beginning, the beginning of sorrows. And then we look at what's going on now. I tell you, I mean, can we really not look around and see how much worse can it get? How much more can we take? But trust me, it's going to get worse. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Why do you think China hates us? Why do you think the uh, most a lot of the people in the world hate us? Why do you think we're so divided here in America? It's because half of us are standing for Jesus Christ. And the rest of the world and half the United States, they can't stand it anymore. That's why they hate us. That's why it says here, deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake, for the name's sake of Jesus Christ. He's the one doing the talking. And, there shall, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Again, I tell you, if you can't see this going on, you're blind. And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. <laughs> I pray for each and every one of you out there that are being deceived right now by false prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing, people that are out there telling you it's okay and don't worry about your sin. God understands and, and hey, you know, you can come to God many ways. You don't have to go through Jesus. All of that is my very, very highly educated word called hogwash. There's only one way to God, and that's Jesus Christ, the anointed Messiah. He's the only perfect lamb. That's the one that's only man that's ever walked this earth that was spotless. And he was the only one deserving, the only one that could have died on that cross and shed his blood. Had to be a perfect spotless lamb, and he was. Goes on to say, and because iniquity shall abound, 
Do we not see iniquity abounding right now more than it's ever been since our very existence, maybe since back in the days of Noah? And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations. And they shall, and then are, shall the end come. What's frightening about this scripture it says here that the this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all unto all nations. Where's the gospel not being preached right now? The capabilities of modern advancement of man, radio, the internet, cell phones, satellite television. Where is it that this gospel can't be preached right now? And then he ends that up and says, and then the end shall come. And we've been preaching the gospel all around the globe for years now. Let that sink in. These are all signs of the end. And Queen, can we not see that all of this is taking place and that the stage is set for the coming of the Son of Man Jesus Christ. Jesus goes on to say in verse 36, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I can't tell you when he's coming back. I don't know the hour or the day. But I do know I could see the signs of the time. I do know I could see that time is drawing nigh. I do know that I understand that every bit of prophecy that is that is Jesus has spoke of has been is being fulfilled. We do not know when this will take place. However, we can see the signs all point to very soon. Verse thirty-seven says, "But as." The days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 38, For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered into the ark. In other words, you see, it was business as usual. Everything was going on just like it should be going on. People were laughing and drinking and getting married. Sun's coming up and sun's going down every day. <laughs> Business as usual. The Bible also tells us for an hour you think not, that's when the Son of Man will come. But as Christians, we need to be watching. We need to be waiting. We need to be looking. And we need to be holy and waiting for this return. Looking every day. Living every day as if it was our last. 
Jesus could return at any moment. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled right in front of our our eyes. It could be a few years from now. I don't, you know. Could be a few months from now. It could just be a few hours from now. Hmm. Are you ready? Are you sure that you're ready? One day the mark 666 will be upon us. And you will not be able to buy or sell without it. And once you take the mark, your eternal future is set. I'm saved and bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'm a believer right now, and I thank God for that. And I know that I know that I know there's nothing I can do right now to make God love me anymore. And there's nothing I can do to make God love me any less. And I know right now it's like I got a reservation already. I know where my home is. I know I'm going home to glory one day. If I die tonight, don't weep for me. I'm in heaven. I know where I'm going. If the Lord snaps his fingers and blows the trumpet and, and he comes back and gets us, I'm going up in a shout. But what about you? What if Jesus came right now? Are you ready? I'm sealed in my forehead. And one day this mark will come. If you take this mark, like I said, your eternal future is set. You're sealed by Satan's sealed and you're his child and you'll be doomed forever, forever separated from God forever separated from His love, forever separated from eternal life in pure bliss, worshiping, loving, singing unto the Lord with friends and family. You'll be eternally separated if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and get His seal upon your forehead. Not to mention the weeping, the wailing, the gnashing of teeth, eternal darkness, eternal flame, the lake of fire. Mm. Hey, this is Stacy Gibson with He's Got His Whole World. He's got the whole world in his hands ministry. I would like to tell you to hey check out my youtube account it's stacy gibson 132 go on there and subscribe and you can get some videos some preaching some singing and funny videos and and all a mixture of a, a lot of things on there and i thank you for tuning in tonight and i'd like to pray again dear god i It's my prayer now that those that are listening out there, Father, dear Lord, if there is someone that's lost, it's my prayer, dear God, they would drop to their knees right now, Father, dear Lord, and call out on you and understand and 
open their eyes, open their ears, open their hearts to see and hear and feel this truth, Father, dear Lord, that we speak each and every week, knowing that it's the cross of Jesus Christ, is the blood that was shed for us, Father, dear Lord, that you gave your Son, your only begotten Son, to die on that cross for our sins, and we thank you for it. Thank you for the salvation plan that you've offered. Thank you for opening up my ears and my eyes to see and hear truth and accept it. It's my prayer for them to fall out right now, Father, onto their knees and to call out to you and accept you. Again, Father, if someone's listening and they have turned their back on you, Father, dear Lord, and they haven't been in church in a long time, maybe maybe since the the shutdown maybe they just kind of lost their way it's my prayer that that maybe something be said tonight that would touch them father dear lord and convict them and get them back where they need to be dear lord for all those that are out there listening that are on fire for you and doing your will hey dear god please press upon their hearts to listen after they listen to this episode that they would share it with someone father dear god If I could scare them to their knees, I would sure try, Father, dear Lord. But I'm coming to each and every one of them out of love right now, Father, dear God. That they would just accept you. Call out to you. Make you king and ruler of their life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson. Thank you and God bless. See you next time.